What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Design Today. I am your host, Dylan Winspear. And on this episode, we're going to do a little bit of Q&A. Uh, over the last, I don't know, handful of months, I've been keeping tabs on some questions that have been asked time and time again. And these questions are coming in via the Slack channel, via LinkedIn, via Instagram. Uh, and I like to kind of keep a list of these questions so that, one, I can come back and address them in a Q&A session like today, uh, but also to help guide my thoughts as I'm preparing future you know, guest interviews. So I want to talk a little bit about these questions that I know many of you have. And if you've been listening to the Design Today podcast for a while, you have probably heard me address some of these things or share some of these thoughts uh, in the past. But you know, I'm going to try and go into a little bit more detail tell some more stories as we go along with that. So if you're with me, let's jump into some Q&A. It's been a while since I've done this, actually. I actually don't think I have done a QA episode now in a few months. I was trying to do them at least like, you know, three or four times a year. I've not really stuck to that. Uh, so here we go with a Q&A episode of Designed Today. Thanks, everyone, for joining. All right, so I've got these questions kind of broken down into different groups, you know, talking about, you know, breaking into the industry, maybe getting hired, uh, some questions around just general skills or advice, uh, the job market, and and leveling up skills. So I'm going to try and maybe hit on one from each of these categories and see how that sits. So the very first question that I get fairly often is, is uh, how did you start learning UX? Uh, and, you know, how did you find the right resources? To answer that question, I have to help you understand what the landscape of UX was when I got into this industry. Uh, so let's rewind um, 10 years ago. I was not intending to be a UX designer. I'd never even heard of UX design. And if you've been in the design industry for more than, let's say, four years, uh, that's probably the case for you as well. UX was not a at-home word that that it is now today. So while I was in school, I was actually studying uh, to be a business marketer. That was what my bachelor's degree was in, was in marketing. I was hoping to get into entrepreneurship and try out a few ideas that uh, I had been working on throughout my college years. Uh, but I just thought that my destiny was to run uh, a career of startups or you know entrepreneurship. I thought I was gonna be a serial entrepreneur. So again, before I'd ever heard about UX, uh, this question is going into like, how did I start learning and how did I find the right resources? There wasn't great learning about UX and there wasn't great resources about UX. So for those of you who are just getting into UX today, I think you've got an extreme advantage to come out of the gates a lot more educated in this field than those who were doing it 10 years ago. There wasn't any formal education for us. I do credit my background in marketing as my footsteps into a career in UX. Now, what do I mean by that? In my marketing, marketing degree, I learned about, you know, principles or uh, ideas that are now very closely related to UX design. Example, uh, in marketing, I learned all about what A-B testing was. I learned all about what focus groups were and how to conduct focus groups and how to remove bias from focus groups. I was given a lot of opportunities to workshop uh, focus groups. Um, we spent a lot of times working on surveys and how to put together surveys in uh, how to you know create a database of potential participants for those surveys. All those research techniques that are a part of today's UX world, I learned in my marketing degree. So early in my career, those were the types of resources that I was looking for. I was looking for marketing resources. I was looking for 
uh, resources to help take your idea and bring it to life. And that was typically found in the business world. Now, that's not going to do very much for you who are trying to get into the field today. You might be, you know, wondering like, okay, well, what you know, resources are available right now, or how should someone start learning right now? Like I mentioned before, you've got such an advantage because there are so many free resources available to people who uh, have different ways of learning. So for example, if you wanted to learn via YouTube, there's options for UX learning via YouTube, uh, Skillshare, um, books, podcasts, uh, more expensive courses. Everything is there. Free courses are there. There are so many options if you just want to start learning about the foundations or beginning principles of UX design. All you have to do is jump on Google and start doing some research. I have found for myself that there are so many talented individuals on Instagram who I've been able to rub shoulders with over the last little while uh, that are putting out free resources as well. Uh, jump into any Slack group and ask for uh, advice or tips, ask for a book list and you will get flooded with more books than you can read. So hopefully that answers your question um, about how did I start learning about UX. I started learning UX via my marketing degree. How can you start learning UX? Whatever way you want. There are so many options on learning today. Uh, online schools, free schools, paid schools, boot camps, books, podcasts. Uh, there's such a variety of things that you can do. Literally, how do you like to learn? open up Google, start doing some searching, and you'll find it. So the next question actually ties right into this topic and is how did you land your first job as a designer? Uh, so I'll just continue with my story a little bit if you don't mind. After I finished my degree in marketing, actually, we'll pause that. I didn't quite finish. I was about a semester away from finishing my degree in marketing. Um, I was trying to find a job to support my wife and I. We were recently married and you know, I didn't want to put us on the street, so I had to find a job that could support us now that we were a married couple. One of those marketing professors who I really grew uh, close to throughout my my schooling, uh, he and I became really good friends, and I started, he was really my, my very first mentor. In fact, if you go back to one of the first, you know, some teen episodes of Design Today, there's an episode about mentorship, and, and my mentor is the one who I brought on to talk about mentorship. Uh, his name was Brian Haney. He was my professor uh, while I was in college. And he and I really just started to, to connect and click as we'd have conversations outside of class about uh, just the professional work. He wasn't a full-time teacher on campus. Uh, he's what they would call an adjunct teacher who was filling in for the semester on behalf of another professor who was unavailable. Uh, and Brian had come from you know, the working field. He was a serial entrepreneur. He was doing so many things that I just found riveting and exciting and that I wanted to be a part of. And that was the reason why I put so much effort in connecting with him. As my graduation got closer and I knew that it was time for me to start taking more seriously what I was going to do full-time after graduation, I started picking his brain. Um, and I slipped him my portfolio and resume. And at that point in time, my portfolio was not a UX design portfolio. It wasn't even like a graphic design portfolio. It was so basic. It just talked about uh, what was important to me. I think it had a little bit about my schooling, uh, my passions, my skills, my family. Um, it was really basic and foundational, and I would not recommend anyone to put a portfolio or slash resume together like I had done, but it was designed in a way that wasn't just a piece of paper. Uh, in fact, it was kind of like a little package that you'd pull out these cards and you could little, you know, learn a little bit more about Dylan Winspear. Uh, and when I gave that to my professor, it kind of blew his mind because that's not typically what you would see in the marketing world. 
And, you know, he asked for another set of, you know, these cards and this little deck that I had put together. And while he was pursuing his own MBA, there was an opportunity that he had heard about and he passed along my portfolio to somebody else who was in that MBA group. And long story short, I had somebody reach out to me saying, hey, I'm looking to start this uh, this startup called Elevati. Elevati was going to be the parent company of a company called Adoption.com. And they were kind of restarting this business and they needed a graphic designer slash social media manager. And being that my background was in marketing and dabbling a little bit in design, uh, he thought that I'd be a good fit. I ended up meeting my professor's friend at his MBA class, and we were off to the races. I was able to kind of interview and pass a couple of his questions, I guess, if you will. And one thing led to another. About three months before I graduated, uh, this startup had moved to the city that I was going to school in. And next thing you know, I was working for a company called Elevati, and we were redesigning a four million page website, which was adoption.com. Uh, we were rebranding it. Uh, we were taking their social media from absolutely nothing and starting to build an audience. We were building newsletters. Uh, we were building, you know, just just an audience, and and that was my very first job as a designer. I, I managed uh, the web assets and the the website. And I also manage the social media side of the business as well. So if you're looking for a short answer of how did you land your first job as a designer, the short answer is this. I land it through networking. And if you've never listened to the podcast before, then I don't uh, mind saying this again. Networking is the key to getting any job. Network your way into a position. It is so much easier and more fulfilling to find a job that's actually going to take care of you if you can network your way into a position as opposed to just cold applying. So now let's talk a little bit about skills. One of these questions that come up all the time is what skills should a good UX designer have? And I think this is actually a great segue into what's coming up here on the Design Today podcast here fairly shortly. Uh, I'm going to be joined by a friend of mine, Mike Curtis. If you're in the Slack community of Design Today, you've probably seen his name. Uh, Mike Curtis is, is a friend of mine who's also passionate about these skills that I'm going to talk about here in answering this question. But Mike and I are going to do a little mini series where every other week we're going to be talking about these skills. So back to the question, what skills should good UX designers have? Guess what? I'm not answering it by saying anything to do with hardware or maybe even you know, the quote unquote UX skills that you're learning in boot camps. I don't care if you know Figma or XD or Sketch. I don't know if you know how to animate and After Effects or other tools. What skills do I think a good UX designer should have? It's always going to come back to the soft skills, the interpersonal skills. Um, How do you articulate your thoughts? How do you help others understand your decision-making process? How can you better read a room and know who's buying into concepts and who's not? How can you read a room and get other people to speak up who may be holding back their opinions and their thoughts? There's so much that goes into uh, what I'm going to call soft skills that, man, I mean, it's really going to be, it's going to be a fun mini-series. Let's just put it that way. Mike and I are going to spend, I don't know how many weeks, but uh, you know, we'll record half a dozen to a dozen mini episodes talking about these soft skills. So stay tuned. It won't be next week. It will be the week after we're starting that mini series, but it will come out on an every other week basis. Um, It's going to be really fun. So stay tuned if you want to hear more about these soft skills for UX designers.
So I'm going to take this last question in a little bit of a different direction. This is kind of going in like the upskilling direction. Uh, but the question is, how do you keep yourself inspired and up to date in the design world? Uh, I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable with you and let you know that I too, for the longest time and still sometimes today in waves, struggle with imposter syndrome. I know that I'm not the greatest graphic designer out there. I know I'm not the best visual designer. I know I'm not the best logo designer. I know I'm not the best branding and identity designer. I know I'm not the best UX designer. And I used to use that information as motivation. It used to be competition that drove me to to be better. I would look at these other designers and I'm going like, man, he's really getting ahead. She's really doing awesome. I want to do this to mimic him or her. And, you know, it was competition that was driving me to stay up to date or, or upskill. But something's changed over the last, you know, couple of years. And I wasn't really able to figure out how to articulate it until I was watching a Joe Rogan episode uh, not too long ago, sometime during quarantine, a couple months back, Joe Rogan, if you're not familiar, you've been living under a rock, but Joe Rogan, comedian, probably the host of the world's most popular podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. Uh, Joe Rogan's background is pretty interesting. Um, you know, yes, he is a UFC commentator. Yes, he is a podcast host, but he actually did a lot in stand-up comedy. Uh, and he's still a stand-up comedian. This episode that I'm referring to, he had a couple fellow stand-up comedians on the show. At the very end of the show, they were just thanking him for creating this podcast that was giving um, a stage for comedians who may not have been able to have a stage. And I think it was very genuine. I don't think they were trying to butter him up or anything like that. I think it was a very genuine thank you for creating this platform for comedians to get attention who are struggling to get attention. Um, and it was really just kind of a, a touching moment, if you will. But Joe's response to this whole thing was, uh, again, my learning experience. He said something along the lines of through the course of his career, he used to look at other comedians as competitors, but he's learned that the more he helps another comedian out, the more it's doing for the field in general. And it's never once hurt him. He said, there's enough pie to go around for everybody everyone can get a slice of the pie. And I do feel a little bit more of that over the last few years, that this competition I used to think existed between me and other designers, I just don't see it anymore. Uh, and instead, I like to look at it as uh, just kind of like a, a, a joint venture, a collaboration. Uh, I like being able to help other designers. I like being able to look at other designers and instead of looking at them as competition, look at them as inspiration and see the cool things that they're doing and respect the cool things that they're doing. I am a huge Instagram user. I, I, I love using Instagram as a source of inspiration because more and more you're starting to see the face behind the design. And as some of these personalities are coming out and I've had many of them on the podcast and I will have many more of them on the podcast here in the future, I'm inspired by just the things that they're doing and the things that they're learning and um, the way that they're able to phrase some of their learnings that I've not thought of. Like I'm just inspired by the great people who I'm able to rub shoulders with. So that's my moral of the story for you. Don't look at other people as competition. 
don't compare yourself to other people and saying like, you know, they're at a spot in their career that you're not and they hold a better title that you wish you had. Look at them as a source of inspiration instead. Congratulate the people who are having success. You know, there's no problem in trying to figure out what it is that's driving their success and trying to emulate that, but don't do it in a competitive perspective. Do it in a way that's going to help inspire you. I've always said that inspiration comes when you seek to be inspired. And if you're if you're looking to be inspired by the things that are around you, uh, other people, mother nature, whatever it may be, if you're seeking to be inspired, you will find inspiration. If you don't find yourself getting that inspiration, it's probably because you're looking at it just from the wrong lens. So there's my challenge to you. Seek to be inspired this week. Find some people that, uh, you know, whether they're on LinkedIn or Instagram or YouTube, wherever they're at, maybe it's even your coworkers or coworkers already. Instead of trying to compete with them or compare yourself to them, look to be inspired by them. See what's working and try and be better and try and be more like them in whatever way is beneficial. Okay, that's gonna be a wrap on today's Q&A session. Uh, hopefully I was of benefit to you. I've got still a dozen more questions that we could have hit on, but for time reasons, we're going to stop it right there. If you ever have questions about the industry, just reach out. I am more than happy to answer whatever questions you have. Uh, again, if it's Slack, LinkedIn, Instagram, that's typically where you can find me. Uh, if you're listening to this for the first time and you've never joined the Design Today Slack channel, join. Uh, you can uh, get your Slack channel invite if you go to designtoday.com slash community, fill out the little form. You'll be automatically on the email list and uh, an invite to the Slack community will be on its way. The email list is Actually, it hasn't even launched yet. I've never even once sent out an email, but that will be coming soon. I hope the first email will go out this month. So go ahead and join. Uh, it's something to look forward to. But yes, again, if you've ever got questions, reach out. I am always happy to help in whatever way I can. Uh, until next week, we'll see you later.